this. The Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid, and Yaakov was afraid, and the Talmud highlights that they were the greatest of the great. Yaakov was the greatest of all of our patriarchs. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest of all of our prophets, and yet they were afraid. Yaakov was afraid of Esav. And the question was, is it a good thing or not a good thing? So some commentaries say it was a good thing. It shows their, their humility. They were so humble, they were afraid that maybe their mistakes caused something negative to happen to them. Other commentaries say that it was not a good thing. We shouldn't do what they did. And we should learn from them that, that we, what we, should, what we shouldn't do the other way, that we should trust in Hashem no matter what. And it sounds like, the Rebbe says, from the simple language of the Medrash, the Medrash next part of the Medrash talks about how the Jewish people are afraid, and God says, why are you guys always afraid? So it sounds like that the other opinion has more a basis in the language of the Medrash. So the question is, though, why? Why are you supposed to expect things to be good? Well, based upon what? So the first explanation that Rebbe gives, which Rebbe rejects, is trusting in Hashem doesn't mean things are going to be good. Trusting in Hashem means that Hashem knows what He's doing. You're not afraid of a specific person or a specific event or a specific thing, you are only in the hands of Hashem. And you know that not whatever's going to happen to you is the will of Hashem. If something good happens to you, you could see that it's good, great. Even though it can't be possible in nature that this good thing could happen, we trust in Hashem, Hashem's going to make it good. That's, that's one part of it. You trust that Hashem could somehow make it good, although you can't see any way of this happening. And the reason why the Medrash says that Yaakov and Moshe didn't do the right thing was because it sounds like they were afraid of, of, of Esav himself. In other words, it's true that Esav could, according to this version of, of trusting in Hashem, Yaakov expecting Esav could expect there's going to be havoc, it's going to be craziness. Esav's going to attack, he's going to kill everybody, and still he should trust in Hashem that it's going to be the way Hashem wants it to be. Whether, if he's going to be saved, he'll be saved. Not going to be saved, that's what Hashem wants. As we say in Iran, mashallah, whatever God wants. So that's one explanation of trusting in Hashem. And trusting in Hashem means mashallah, whatever God wants. That's one explanation. But it's not everyone's not satisfied with this. It's very it's very um, in sync with a lot of things that we learn from the Rebbe, how the most simple thing is the is the thing you have to pay attention to. What's the simple meaning of trusting in Hashem? It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. That's a simple meaning of trusting in Hashem. So this doesn't fit with the simple meaning of trusting in Hashem. And we have to understand. How does, what is the meaning of the simple idea of trusting in Hashem that you believe it's going to be good? Not that whatever God does is good, but it's actually going to be good in the way that you see that it's good. Based upon what can you say that? Let's go to Oiz Dalit. I will aim there is a maspic. This explanation is not sufficient. Trusting in Hashem at a simple level does not mean that you're just calm. Rather, trusting in Hashem means you believe, you, you expect, you trust. You hear Simon? Trust. You trust for sure that it's going to be good for you in a way you could see it. God will save you from your pain. However, according to the explanation that we just said comes out, most Jews, it seems, can't do this. Everyone makes mistakes. So based upon what am I expecting Hashem to help me? Who is the one? Who could say about themselves, you know what, I deserve God's kindness. I know he He and I have this, this calculation. He owes me one. We're, we're up to this point where he owes me one. Who could say that? 
So how can someone say, I trust it's going to be good in a way that I can see that it's good? Based on what? Why do you think that you deserve Hashem's kindness? It seems that for most people, all we could say is they could trust that whatever Hashem does is good. It seems like for most people, our first explanation is what's relevant. Only perfect tzaddikim who do everything right. And they have no reason to, to, to suspect themselves of any wrongdoing. Only they could trust that's going to be an open and clear good. That's what it seems like. We have to understand, but it's not true. Hashem wants all of us to trust in Hashem. And the question is why? Based upon what are you thinking about when you're trusting in Hashem? I'm a tzaddik, therefore you're going to answer me? You know you're not a tzaddik. Or if you, even if you are a tzaddik, you still make mistakes. So why are you expecting it's going to be good? Okay, so before we go to continue, I just want to go over trusting is comprised of seven parts. In the Chayvah of the Heart, it says that there are seven parts of trust. In order to trust someone, to be feel good in someone else's hands, there are seven parts of what you're thinking. Number one, you believe that the one you're trusting in loves you, cares for you, they're there for you. Number, you can't trust someone unless they love you. They may love you, but they may not know you. Trusting and trusting means to be in a state of trust, means a state of total tranquility and comfort, means that the person that you're trusting, not just they love you, but they know you. They know you, and they know exactly what you need. And therefore, they're going to take care of you in the way that you know is good for you, because they know you. They may know you, and they may care for you, and uh, they're not going to set you up with a shidduch, with someone else who's above it, but on the other hand, they may not have the strength to help you. They may not have the power to help you. So you can't be, feel secure in their hands. They will love you and it's great, but, but, but they, they can't help you. Trusting in someone involves believing the person that you're trusting in has the strength to help you. Besides having the strength to help you, the person has to be someone who won't forget about you. Someone may love you and care for you and know you, but maybe they'll forget about you. Maybe it has to be someone who is conscious of you, that, 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 that you're on, the, on their, that they wake up in the morning, they think about you and they don't forget about you. Besides that, it's very helpful if the person you're trusting in has a track record. That they, you could see that they were there for you. Not just that they, theoretically, they should, according to how you know them, but they actually could, it could be demonstrated. Say, this is, this is a person, this is my life, and this person's always been there for me. That helps the trust. So all of these things, of course, are only perfect by Hashem. No human being has perfect love, perfect knowledge, perfect strength, uh, perfect track record. No one has that. But Hashem, as Baal Shanta says, loves each of us like an only child. Hashem loves each of us and knows each of us and has the strength to help us and has a good track record. If you think about your life and how Hashem was with you when you were nursing as a baby, when you were, when you, when you were a toddler or when you were a kid, and Hashem is always taking care of you. So that helps you trust in Hashem. Hashem, God does not sleep or slumber. He's always watching us, never forgets us. But there's two more parts of trusting in Hashem which are very relevant to the next part of the, of the Rebbe's explanation. The two more parts are a little harder to understand, a little deeper. Well, let's, 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 um, let me say them very simply, I think. The, se- the sixth part of trusting in someone is, someone may be strong, but maybe I'm not in their hands right now. Maybe, in, maybe I'm so far away. Maybe I'm in a different city, different country, different... The, to trust in someone completely means 
that you are like a slave in a pit, and no one has the key to this pit, and only your, this person has the key. You're only in their hands and in no one else's hands. That's the true meaning of trusting in someone, that you feel that there is nobody else out there that can help you. Not just that they're strong enough to help you, but there is nobody else. No one else can hurt you, no one else can help you. Can, can help you. That's true, of course, for Hashem. There's no other force. Not just Hashem is the strongest. Hashem Echa. Hashem is the only one. And the seventh characteristic is that Hashem is, the one you're trusting is kind. Someone may love you and care for you, and they think you deserve a spanking. <laughs> so the one, the, to feel real trust is you feel the one that you're trusting in has endless supply of kindness. He's going to constantly give you kindness no matter what. Okay. So those two are those two last ones are relevant to what we're going to learn now in the, in the next part of the sikh. Let's go on at the bottom of the first column, page four. It says in duties of the heart, what is the basis for trust? The person you're trusting in, the one you're trusting in, is magnanimous, is kind to those who deserve, and to those who don't deserve. You're not, being, you're not tr- expecting Hashem's kindness because you're a tzaddik, they're going to give you. No, you're expecting to give you even though you don't deserve. And His kindness is endless, and His kindness never stops. Your trust in Hashem is based upon the fact that God does kindness to those who don't deserve. But there's a question. The question is, it's our next column. Although it is true that God's mercy extends to those who don't deserve, it's possible a person deserves a punishment for not good things. On what basis do you trust in Hashem? I, I don't deserve, and He's still going to do good, good to me. On what basis? You can't say it's because Hashem's kindness is, is eternal, it's forever, because there, there is a possibility a person deserves a punishment. So on what basis are we supposed to trust in Hashem that's going to be good that we see that it's good? Why can't I say, you know, this Friday Chas Hashem is supposed to be something the opposite? I deserve something the opposite. Why am I supposed to expect that today on Friday, this Friday, Arab Shabbos, Parashas Vayishav, Tavashim Gimel, I'm expecting it to be good in a way that I see that it's good. Based upon what? Yuvan Zeh, we understand this. Based upon the words that Samach said that was quoted many times by my father and all the previous Rebbe, there was a Jew who visited the Samach Tzedek and he was asking Samach Tzedek to pray for a relative of his, I think, I think it was his daughter, who was very, 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 um, the life was in danger. The Samach Tzedek said to this person, Think good will be good. Think good will be good. It sounds like from the words of the Semach Tzedek, the very fact you think good, the very fact that you trust, that's what makes it good. So it's not because of God's kindness that makes it good, it's that your trust in Hashem that makes it good. You're expecting Hashem's kindness that makes it good. You hear the difference? I just want to delineate the difference. It's not that Hashem's kindness is going to make it good. You don't know what Hashem's kindness is going to, how it's going to be manifest. But you're trusting in Hashem, that's what makes it good. Because you expected Hashem's kindness, that's what makes it good. Why? Why is your expectance of Hashem's kindness make it good? We could explain this as follows. 
When Hashem tells us to trust in Him, it's not part of it's not have, it's not part of believing that God's in control and God has mercy. That's not that's not a, a, the commandment of trusting in Hashem. Trusting in Hashem does not mean I believe that God is in control and God has chesed, God has kindness. That's not the, that's not at all what it means to trust in Hashem. That's obvious. Hashem is in control and Hashem has mercy. Hashem, whatever happens as Hashem's desire, that's not bitachin. That's not good with bitachin. That's not bitachin. What's bitachin mean? Rather, this obligation is a separate thing. What is the essence? What is the classification of what you're doing when you're trusting Hashem? That a person leans on Hashem. He throws his entire lot in the hands of Hashem. Throw upon God your burden. You have a burden on your shoulders. Next page. You have nothing to lean on in the world except for Hashem. There's nothing else you can lean on. That's what it means to trust in Hashem. There's nothing else to lean on. There was a Jew who, um, before World War II, he um, he had a, a shoe company. And he was a Breslov Chassid. And he would always, he was very rich. And he'd always speak between Mincha and Mairev. Uh, he'd, always, he'd always pump up everybody in the show to trust in Hashem, trust in Hashem, trust in Hashem. And one day, people didn't, uh, they respected him, he's a wealthy man, but, you know, he's rich, so of course he trusts in Hashem, right? <laughs> so then his ship sank. He had a ship of a lot of goods, and he sank, he was ruined. And uh, you, didn't, you wouldn't expect a guy like that to come to show the next day, and like, you know, but he comes to show the next day, hey, Bishop, hey, Bishop. And like one of the guys had a little more chutzpah. He's like, I didn't expect that from you today. He said, "You said there's a law on when you're praying. You're not allowed to lean on anything when you're praying. When you're saying Shemona Esrei, you can't lean. What's the definition of leaning? Leaning means that if the thing you're leaning on is moved away, you'd fall. That's what it means to, that's the, the prohibition of, of of leaning when you're praying. He said, I had a business. I never leaned on it." I never, I never thought that my my good fortune or the opposite has to do with this. I only lean on, lean on Hashem. That's the obligation of betachin. You lean on Hashem in a way that you'll fall if He's not there. <laughs> that you're not just leaning on Hashem. Even if the shek for a million dollars didn't come into your pocket. You're leaning on Hashem in a way that you... Like the famous story of the atheist who's gone, who's gone hiking and he falls off the cliff and he grabs onto a branch. He's like, anyone up there can help? I can help you. Wow, there is someone up there. What do I need to do? First thing you need to do is let go of the branch. Anybody else up there can help? We, we, we don't want to let go of the branch, right? But that's the meaning of trusting in Hashem. Trusting in Hashem means you let go of the branch. You only rely on Hashem, and you don't think that anything in this world has anything to do with your future. You say Hashem, and Hashem alone is the one who's going to make it good. You lean on Hashem, and you say, I know Hashem's kindness is going to come to me, and it's going to be good in the way that I see it. You lean on him. You lean on Hashem. This is connected to what I told you before about the sixth part of trusting in, in, in Hashem. Like a slave who is in a pit in the, in the jurisdiction of his master. 
the security of the of this guy in prison is his his welfare is in the hands of his master. Then nobody else could help him. He has no one else to lean on. He's only leaning on the guy with the key. That's the only guy with the key. And therefore it's understood. So this kind of trust in Hashem, of course, has nothing to do with the, what's going on on the ground. It has nothing to do with what happened, what's happening in nature. Even according to nature, it's impossible. It's impossible. Nevertheless, he, he leans on Hashem, and he says, Hashem will for sure help me. Hashem's not limited to the laws of nature. He's for sure going to help me. And that is the basis of why the person believes, why he trusts that Hashem will do an open and clear goodness to him. Why does he believe? Why does he, why does he expect Hashem to do an open and clear goodness? He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. Why is he expecting Hashem to do this? So he explains. I just want to say it outside because it's, I don't want you to lose the point. The Rebbe says basically... That because he's not making any calculations, he's leaning on Hashem, Hashem doesn't want to disappoint you, basically. When you're leaning on Hashem, he's not going to let you fall. It's like the story of the tzaddik, whose son, um, he also grew up to be a tzaddik, he asked his father, Dad, I want an apple. His father says, it's time for dinner, not time for apples. He says, His father, his father had no choice, he had to give him the apple. So Hashem is like is that father. Hashem is the same kind of father. He sees uh, you're blessing him, you're thanking him. I know you're going to help me. That it's, you're not making any calculations. You're not thinking it could happen, it can't happen. That itself means the trust of Hashem. Look inside. It's not that you're just putting your hands in your pockets and saying, God's kindness is infinite, and therefore he's going to do good to me whether I deserve it or not. I'm going to get it no matter what. I don't have to do anything. That's not what trust... That's not you believe Hashem's going to do it without you doing anything. Rather, Bitachin is, I'm going to do something. I'm going to work very hard. What am I going to do? I'm going to lean on Hashem. I'm going to trust it's going to be good. I don't know how it's going to be good, but I know Hashem's going to make this good somehow. And that's what brings God's kindness. It comes as a result of your effort to lean on Hashem. By a person trusting, he's leaning from the depth of his soul on Hashem alone, by a person leaning from deep, deep within, only on Hashem, to the extent he doesn't worry at all. Not that he's, I said he's working hard. Working hard doesn't mean that he's working hard and he's really worried. He's working hard to have no worry whatsoever. He's leaning on Hashem with the truth deeply to the extent he's not worried at all. He is what we would call a Meshuggah. <laughs> That's a show. But we're the Meshuggah. He is the one who says it's for sure going to be good. I'm going to say it tonight in Davening. Chapter 93 in Tilum. Greater than the sound of the, of the waters. Hashem is higher and stronger than the waters. The waters refer to the nature. Sometimes nature, what, what, what the lawyers say, what the doctors say, what the financial analysts say, sometimes it's so loud, so loud, you can't imagine it to be good because it's so hard and fast and strong. So the Pasuk says, Greater than the sound of the loud waters, 
is Hashem. Hashem is above all this. This is not, nothing to Hashem. So trusting in Hashem, truly leaning on Hashem, to the extent you don't worry at all, that itself, you're so inspired, and you and you feel that Hashem, that you're relying only on Hashem, that itself causes... So God does the same thing to you. You're not making any calculations. You're not saying, oh, I deserve, I don't deserve, it could happen, it can happen. You don't make any calculations whatsoever. That causes Hashem, that God does good to you also, whether you deserve it, even though you weren't deserving it a moment ago, a moment ago you didn't deserve it. But the fact that you leaned on Hashem and you said, I know for sure Hashem's going to help me, that itself makes it to be good. And that's the meaning of the second type of page five, the second column. And that's the meaning of God's commandment to us. Trust in Hashem. What does that mean? You have to take your burden that you're worried about and you have to throw it upon Hashem and say, Hashem will for sure help me in a way that I could see that Hashem will help me. In a way that's obvious. And when you rely only on Hashem, without making calculations if it's possible to be saved or not, and God takes care of you measure for measure. Since you're not making any calculations if God could save you or not, you say, for sure he's going to save me. Then Hashem also doesn't think about you. Do you deserve? You don't deserve? You didn't make any calculations. Say, Hashem, I'm trusting in you. For sure you're going to help me. That itself causes Hashem to do the same thing for you, that whether you deserve or don't deserve, it doesn't matter. God watches him and has mercy on him. He doesn't deserve Hashem's mercy. He doesn't deserve Hashem's protection. But he is not making any calculations. He's leaning on Hashem. He's saying the bracha He's sure Hashem's going to help. He's thanking Hashem for the salvation before it happens. There's a pasuk in Tilim, chapter Yudches, chapter verse 3, the says, I praise Hashem and I'm safe from my enemies. The commentaries say the enemies are around David. And David is really thanking Hashem. I know for sure. I thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. That's the meaning of trusting in Hashem. Oh, oh. So that fact about Hashem to have said that when God forbid a person is deserving of punishment, so then he's take, he, he, he loses the ability to trust in Hashem. That's such a concept of, of losing the ability to trust. That's a shock. Anyways, so that's the meaning that Semach Tzedek's words think good it'll be good trusting in Hashem is what makes it good it's not just a detail that's the meaning of trusting in Hashem the meaning of trusting in Hashem is that you're, you're causing it to be good by thinking it's going to be good that's the meaning of trusting in Hashem you're expecting it to be good now let's go back to Moshe Rabbeinu this week's Torah portion and his fear of the Egyptian fear that Parari will find out about this the Rebbe's question was what's the relationship between this verse Moshe is afraid to the next verse, and Pari discovers that Moshe killed the Egyptian. What's the relationship between these two things? So Eb explains that because Moshe was afraid, that's what caused Pari to find out. Had Moshe not been afraid, Pari would not have, been, not have found out. By the fact that a Jew leans on Hashem and expects it to be good, it makes it good. So that's, usually the Torah says everything the Torah says has relationship to the next part of the story. Here, Moshe is afraid that it doesn't say what happened. It does say what happened. Because he was afraid, that's what caused Pirate to find out. Um, and that's why the Pasuk emphasizes, Moshe Rino announced, he says, oh, it has become known. My killing the Egyptian has become known. Why does the Torah emphasize he said it? It's not just Moshe thought about it, he said it. That shows even a, a further deficiency in his trust in Hashem, that not only did he think about it, he spoke about it. It's very important. Actually, even if a person is not doesn't feel the trust in Hashem, at least don't speak negatively. 
So, but if Moshe would have trusted Hashem and wouldn't have worried at all about the situation he was in, that would have caused it to be an open and clear good that he could see. And this is a lesson we have. What's the lesson we have? When a person encounters difficulties in their performance of Torah and mitzvahs, he needs to know, the Rebbe says, that the, the, to remove these obstacles has to do with you and the way you behave. You have obstacles. You could remove these obstacles. If you trust in Hashem completely, that Hashem will help, that it's going to be good, and you're totally calm, like Chizkiah. He went to sleep on his bed. I know Hashem is going to help me. You're totally calm without any worry whatsoever. Of course, in nature, do what you're supposed to do. Not, not, we're not talking about that you're just like, you know, you're planning to be Superman. But you do what you're supposed to do in nature. But you're absolutely calm without any worry whatsoever. We're promised by our Rebbes, by the Torah, think good, it'll be good. It's actually going to happen that way, that all the obstacles will be removed, and you're going to have actual good in the way you could see it, in the way you could see it with your physical, fleshy eyes, in this world, lower than Tanzbach. And just like when we left Mitzrayim, it was in the merit of our trust in Hashem that we left Mitzrayim, so too in regarding this exile, what's the reason why you're going to be redeemed from this exile? Says the Chidah, we say in our prayers, Bring us Mashiach. Why should we bring us Mashiach? Because I'm hoping, I'm trusting in you, Hashem. The very fact we trust in Hashem and we expect the coming of Mashiach, that itself causes, just like in Mitzrayim, they took they had their tambourines, right, to sing. So too with us, the fact that we're leaning on Hashem and expecting God's kindness and we're celebrating the coming of Mashiach already, that itself brings the coming of the, the Geula, uh, that Hashem redeems us speedily. Bottom line is, you do us to feel whatever obstacles there are, Hashem will for sure help. And that itself, you say Hashem will for sure help, that causes the, the bracha, not just causes the bracha for that specific thing, that's key also for, for the bracha for all the Jewish people, the bracha becoming the Mashiach. Trusting in Hashem is this merit we left Egypt with, and that's the merit we'll leave the Israelites with. Chayim <laughs> Lebarach.